Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford. It is Tuesday, September the 27th. All right, all right, let's get to it. We all know that chicks dig the long ball, so are they juicing again in the MLB? The MLB season starts soon, so who do you think are the favorites? But first, week three in the end. F-L. Man, oh man, we got AC from AC Sports Live in the building and Kmart from the 301 Podcast is here to knock your socks off. So we got a great show this week. So sit back, relax, and I'll see you on the other side. Right, y'all welcome back to the time is now man it's a special show this week i got two counted one two brothers in here that are big time podcasts we got k mark from the 310 podcast what's up k mark what's good what's good mikey mike yes sir mikey mike and then we have ac anthony Cobb from the ac sports live in the building what's up brother Hey, what's cracking like a man? Yes, sir. Hey, man, it's all good out here, man. Yes, sir. Collabing, man. Collabing on this Tuesday morning for y'all people. Listen, football, the first weeks of football are in the books. Are in the books. We just had Monday Night Football last night. And that was an uh, interesting game, fellas. And with Monday Night Football, who do we have? We had uh, the, the, the NFC, the a- NFC East. Big matchup in the Giants and the Cowgirls. I mean, Cowboys. <laughs> Man, and then so it, they made a way to have everyone being 2-1. The Cowboys beating the Giants, outlasting them. Danny Dimes looking like Danny Crimes. Like, he's stealing money over there in uh, the New York Giants. What did you guys think about that game last night? 23-16, to 16, um, Cowboys over the Giants. Well, typical Giants. Um, I really wasn't buying the hype. I knew eventually they would fold. Even without Dak, I already figured Dallas would prevail because they have the stronger overall team, stronger offense, stronger defense. Giants, they just don't have enough. AC? Man, there's a battle of the second place in the NFC East. (laughs) That's a good point. I took a little peek at the game. I I mean, you know, it is what it is. You got – who called him Danny Dimes? Who? I mean, after he (laughs) – he stumbled Man. and fell on the 30-yard line last year. I was no longer a believer. And, and and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, oh, uh, Saquon Barkley, you know, I him and my fantasy team the last couple of years. This year, I couldn't do it again. I and did it for out, you. He came out strong, but then he went back to being himself. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have a solid season. I hope he stays healthy. But at the same time, I'm thinking uh, my Eagles, Kmart's Eagles, we just got an overall better, better roster, man, than the both of these two teams. And the Commanders is like a, a G League team of the, of the NFC East, man. And Damn. It's, it's just, you know, I'm feeling real good right now. I'm feeling real, real saucy right now. I'm not even going to get into that until you set us up with that. But 
watching the Cowboys and the Giants play, man, that's a battle for second place in the NFC. The, the Commanders are basically like the Sacramento Kings of the uh, of, of the NFC. That's basically what it is. Pretty so much. I mean, they're they're pretty much uh, irrelevant at this point at this point in time. They call the Commanders. Who named them the Commanders? <laughs> I think the society. I forgot it was the board. I forgot honestly. Man, man. man, whoever came with that name needs to be slapped. <laughs> I think they wanted to pivot so hard away uh, um, from Redskins from that title that they. I think they did it out of spite. That's why they got to get rid of the Daniel Snyder. They got to get rid of the owner, then change the name again because even but, the logo's trash. But you know what? But even with that, they changed it to a where uh, to a name where you can you can joke about it by calling them the commies. That's like, come on, man! You guys really didn't think this all the way through. Nope. Man, they should. I'm saying, man, wait. They should have just stuck with the football team. That was actually a dope. Actually, game. the football team was actually better. Um, it sounded like it a throwback. It was actually better than the match. It was sticking. Lie. It was sticking. But then you got to look back. It, there are some pretty badly named franchises out there that we just roll with. So oh I, yeah, definitely. Well, like the Browns. That's not a I'm, good name. I'm not even mad about the Browns. I'm more mad no. about the Packers. Like. <laughs> What you packing? Like what you the fudge packers? The Packers, yeah, that don't sound right at all. <laughs> and even our beloved, our beloved Lakers, they they're not no longer in Minnesota. There's no yeah. lakes in California. But they but they already won five championships, so it kind of became a staple. If they were oh, like yeah. a losing franchise, like okay, like the Clippers, they changed their name from the Buffalo Braves to the Clippers because they were never a winning franchise. And they moved to San Diego, they became ships. I'm still mad at now, no longer Washington Bullets. That was the coldest name. Oh, oh man, Age of Zero ruined that. The bullets, man. No, Even, no, no, no. They're not. They're not. They were already the uh, the wizards by the time Agent Zero came. Yeah, yeah but they, they were going back and forth. They were they were using the throwback jerseys from time to time. Ah, oh, you stop right, that. Right. Yeah, oh, they had right, to stop it after him. Come on, man. It's more Come crime. On, it, it, it's been more crime since they changed to the wizards. <laughs> exactly. The name of the team had nothing to do with the crime rating. This year. Exactly. Hey, man. I'm just calling it like I see it. It is what it is. So. Um, good segue from my boy AC Sports Live. Um, talking about those Eagles. Right now, the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. I believe they're the only 3-0 and team left in the NFL. Who would have thunk it that it will be only one 3-0 and team and one only one 0-3 team in the league? We're going to get to my team, that 0-3 team, later. First, <laughs> let's focus on them 3-0 and Eagles, fly Eagles, fly. What you got to say about those Eagles as they beat those commanders um, this Sunday, 24 to 8? I'm, I'm going to give the Dolphins their prop. They're 3 0 too. Oh, I forgot about the Dolphins. I don't they, know how I left the Dolphins out. You know what, AC, uh, Mike, hey, you know what? Don't don't trip on that. I actually made that mistake on my podcast last night. Everybody's <laughs> sleeping on the Dolphins. I'm not, but I'm not actually sleeping on them. I just literally forgot that they were also 3 0. I did too. I did too. So you're good. We saw the injury to two of them. We just thought that three and zero is is pretty much we three and three in about a couple, about three or four weeks. But um, our Eagles are flying, man. And I think I need to give Coach Sariani a, 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 an apology because when they hired him, I thought he was just default until someone else serviced. But that's foundation of running the football. At the end of the day, even when I'm coaching high school football now, and I just keep forgetting how football is really won long term. You have to control the line of scrimmage. And when I saw us draft all those defensive players up front from Georgia and, and, and just getting getting stout up front, and it just reminds me of that's football. That's really football. If you can stop the run and make people throw the ball into small windows, you got a chance every game. And then you have the, the, the maturation process of Jalen Hurts 
with over a thousand yards off purpose already in three games in the leader uh the front runner for the mvp and people were writing him off after Tua took his spot at bama and now look at him that 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 maturity he has that that composure that resilience he has and the, the the charisma he has man i mean like this dude is on on top of the world if he just plays his cards right man this guy might be able to play a long time and be a a a, a viable option for uh mvp for years to come so i'm just i'm happy man like i said i have to apologize to my own squad for not having the faith i said we are two three years away but if we play ball like this and and with Darius slay being able to lock down number one receivers in the, in the scheme that we're running i'm like well shoot where's our weakness and i'm just thinking you know it might be the passing game but now with Devontae smith opening up aj brown opening up i'm like hey it might be it might be a a, a chip in our in our future man what you think k-mark well, um, no, and a very nice segue. And one of the things I definitely want to piggyback off one of the things AC said, um, one of the things that Eagles have always been notoriously good at is drafting and locking up both lines, both the offensive line and the defensive line. You build, you win in, in this league through the trenches. Uh, if you have a solid, uh, if you have a solid offensive line, some road graders, some pass protectors, you're going to win a lot of games. Um, they also, like I said, they also built, Along the defensive line, I mean, we had Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis. Uh, I've got um, old boy from the Steelers that came from um, came from the Steelers, and also we also got uh, Hassan Reddick coming off the edge. You build up those two lines; that's a solid foundation, and the Eagles have done that. Um, definitely, Jalen Hurts definitely needs um, definitely deserves his spot because I, for one, definitely had my question marks a year ago. Um, I did uh, like coming into the season. Definitely wasn't sure. He did. He did show some progression as the season um, went um, went on. And then there, of course, there's questions after that Tampa Bay game, which definitely sparked um, um, criticism um, throughout the media and through some of the Eagles' breath. But this man has come out to ball. He is doing his thing. I mean, he is throwing the ball with accuracy and confidence, and you can see what he's been doing in the off season. He is, you know, he he broke down his mechanics. Mm-hmm. And he went out to California to work with that uh, with one of the uh, coaches, uh, one of the quarterback gurus, and you're seeing the maturation on the field. I mean, I'm just looking at this man's numbers. He is 67 percent completion, uh, completion percentage, 916 yards passing, for 106.5 passer rating, 12 throws, uh, 12 throws completed, 20 or 20. Uh, tw- I'm sorry, 12 uh, plus throws over 20 plus yards. I mean, the man is playing with confidence, and you love to see that. I think if he continues on this trajectory, yeah, I mean, sky's the limit for this cat. The Eagles, they may need to hurry up and get the pin out so they can scratch him a big check because, yeah, he's going to definitely command uh, top dollar very soon. That's my my only concern is what, 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 what Lamar Jackson is going through right now is that they're trying to put uh, a cap on the premium for our, our RPO quarterbacks. But if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy and get the bag, this opens the floodgates for guys like Jalen Hurts. Because if Jalen Hurts does have an MVP type season and, and finishes top three MVP, when it's time for him to get paid, I mean, I hate to say it, he's either gonna have to put up or let him ride, let him let him walk. And I don't oh, think they're gonna let him walk if we continue. Oh this. no, 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 no! They're definitely not gonna let him walk because I mean, you saw how it's been since we've actually had a legitimate franchise quarterback. I mean, it's since been six, uh, since uh, five, Donovan. Yeah. And that was like, he left in 2000, 2000 and after 2009. 
I mean, we've had the Michael Biggs, the Nick Foles, the Sam Bradford. I mean, we had we thought we had one in Carson Wentz. However, so we kind of we all we all kind of we all kind of saw um, what happened with that. So mm-hmm. the Eagles, they're very good at locking up their talent. Um, like I said, I mean, they're definitely going to have to scratch a big check. Um, but honestly, I think Jeffrey Lurie is more than willing to write that check, especially if Jalen Hurts pans out to what we all kind of hope that he would pan out to be. Well, I was saying to another uh, sports talk group, um, we almost need to go ahead and make that move because I don't see a college kid with the 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 girth. I mean, I, they, they, the kid in Clemson has the girth, but he has not had the production that a Bryce Young might have. Bryce Young is kind of really small in stature. And I'm just thinking that kind of the bigger, stout quarterbacks make me feel a lot better. The, the Josh Allens of the world. Jalen Hurts, yeah. those guys are built. I think Jalen Hurst squats 600 pounds. Yes, like, he did. He's ready for this position and to 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 get the training, take care of his body, and and he just fits the part, man. Like he's he sold me, man. Like I, I didn't think when he first came to Philly when they drafted him in the second round, why they drafted him so high. I didn't think anybody right. else was gonna try to grab him. But again, hats off to Laurie and them. Um, sometimes they do some questionable stuff, like bringing in Chip Kelly. Um, but, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a long term, they actually do a pretty good, I'm just as critical of my Dodgers. We do some crazy stuff, but it means, uh, you know, analytically it pans out over the years. If you are a solid foundational, uh, uh, franchise that always has, you know, winning first, you get what you get. And I think you might have a couple down years, but then you're right back where you need to be. That's why we have so many, uh, playoff appearances in the last 20 years. It's just a, a well-ran machine. We as fans, we're we're relentless. We are uh, insatiable. We we want championships, and we we were hungry from 2017. I just think we're in a good spot, but we can't let this fall. We got these young cats on these rookie contracts. We might have to win this year or next year, or it's going to be pay up and lose these guys like the Rams oh. did. Oh, totally, 100%. Because I mean, one of the good things the Eagles have done. I mean, they've always manage the cap very well um one of the good and one of the good things especially if Jalen pans out you know we have two number ones coming in next year we have that one for the Saints right now mm-hmm. and ours and so instead of us having to package up those two picks to go up and get one of these one of these uh, one of these quarterbacks that are coming out hey we can address other needs we can definitely address uh, probably more uh, on the offensive line or we want to go defensive line we can definitely do that I mean, so much is available when you have the quarterback position already sewn up. You don't have to invest any more of that. The Eagles, we have that. We may have that guy right now. And like I said, I'm definitely liking what I'm seeing. Um, we just have to see how the rest of the story concludes. How long before we crown him? Like, we was ready to crown Wentz. Had he not gotten hurt and got the MVP that year and, and won the Super Bowl, he would probably be, be our quarterback today. He was still he probably would- be the quarterback. If if Wentz didn't get hurt, if he did not get hurt in LA in 2017, and if we if we would have went on and won the Super Bowl, I still believe that even that even if he didn't get hurt, I believe we still would have beaten the Patriots because we were in such a good offensive rhythm that entire season. I, I don't think anybody could stop us. But if he would have won the Super Bowl, got the MVP, he would have been a god here. And honestly, we would not we would not even be in this situation. Um, Carson would still be here playing ball. Yeah, with, his confidence uh, who, is not. yeah, yeah, it definitely is. 
Yeah. Yeah. So all with the Eagles, I, I I know I know my Eagle fans. Y'all can do Eagles all day, but we got the whole rest of the league to talk about. No. So. <laughs> Number one. Hey, if you're not first, you're last. What's that, Bobby, Ricky Bobby? Ricky exactly. Bobby. <laughs> but, but the interesting thing is, we talk about um, the Eagles. Um, being number one, there is another number one team in the Dolphins that we got to talk about um, with Tua Tungvaluwa, and they're going against the Bills, who's projected this week, who's projected as the number one, the favorites to win it all, and Josh Allen, their quarterback, projected to win the MVP, is the favorite going into this season. As the Dolphins edge out the Bills, 21-19, to when you see the Dolphins, okay, before I even go there, the Bills versus Dolphins, Dolphins winning 21-19. Is this more about the Bills collapsing or was this more about the Dolphins just going ahead and just beating the Bills? Josh um, Allen had 400 yards. I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm looking at the Josh Allen had 400 yards. Let's give the <laughs> Dolphins their props. Mm. The Bills, they, they, they were still the Bills, but the Dolphins somehow or another did not break. They've been, but they did not break in the red zone. So I don't think this is about the Bills losing it. I think this is about everybody in the league, everybody in fandom, everybody on the internet sleeping on Tua Tagovailoa and how good Waddle and he and, and Tariq Hill are going to be as a tandem. Um, how do you guard four two speed across the board? I don't know if you can. And even though Tua don't have the strongest arm in the league, somehow or another he's putting that ball where it needs to be. So I think it's about us sleeping on the Miami Dolphins and how good they possibly were. Remember how good that defense was two years ago when they had Todd Bowles right. before the uh, the, the head coach or the defensive coordinator was and um you know maybe it was just a couple pieces away maybe it was just the confidence that Tariq Hill brings we don't know go ahead oh yeah um, Tariq Hill I mean, he definitely brings that swagger one of the things that it was definitely troubling was that Buffalo was without a number of key uh players in their secondary and I think that honestly if Buffalo had was um had all their players there I think they 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 probably would have pulled it out um, just it's just a boneheaded play by the wide receiver McKenzie at the end. I mean, you had the sideline in sight, just go like hit hit towards the sideline. But however, he tried to make a move and tried to get upfield. That was a bonehead play because their kicker definitely has the leg to boom it from that distance. So tough loss for Buffalo. I definitely think that they'll learn from this. Um, definitely a young team on the rise. Um, I know they were definitely my pick to go all the way. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just honestly, I believe it's just a bump in the wall. But but you also still at the end of the day, we still have to give the Dolphins their credit because they went out there and pulled it out. Like I said, Tyreek Hill definitely brings that swag, bring that confidence, and I know they're definitely he's definitely going to be up and ready to go next week because they play good old Eli Apple in the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night. And Tyreek Hill, I don't know if you guys heard it today, he yeah, told him that's some choice I words. I owe yeah, you, I, I owe you, boy. He so, said, Eli Apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You if you guys remember if you guys remember there was some big talk by Eli Apple after that AFC title game when the Bengals upset the Chiefs. So I definitely know Tyreek Hill. He's definitely going to be up and ready for that game. Good luck. That boy toast right now. It was Ooh, burnt toast. Burnt I mean, toast. both sides. I mean, you got these boys coming at you full speed. Like I don't even know if you can play any you know, kind of bail technique you want. Them guys coming. Oh yeah, no, nah, yeah. There's, there's no, there's no substitute for speed. No. You can't defend that. Your, no. your, your pass was just has to be on. Yeah, you can play 15 yards off the ball. It's still gonna come at you. Right. <laughs> well, I, I know. I'm looking forward to their match. I believe they play again. When they play again in December. Yeah, and more likely it's in, yeah, Bu- yeah, it's in Buffalo, and that's it's usually how it is. 
usually the early season game is in Miami. Late season game is always in Buffalo. Kind of with the weather and everything like that. It's going to be freezing cold in Buffalo. So we'll see what happens. See if the Bills yeah. can kind of get even. They, they play them um, week 15. Oh, Not yeah. sure the exact. Yeah, so that's later in the season when everybody who knows us does injuries. We never wish that on anyone. But we'll look forward to seeing what happens in week 15 in that match. I'm looking forward to that one. All right, you already know what time it is. It's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday, so let's go. It's the GOAT. Serena Williams turns 41 this week, and from the WWE, Damian Priest turns 40. Lily Singh turns 34 this week, and Tucci, Lil Wayne turns 40. Christina Milian turns 41 this week, and Avril Lavigne turns 38. Uh, from Catfish, Nir Shulman turns 39 this week, and NBA player Christian Wood turns 27. Manny Montana, that's from Good Girls. Manny Montana turned 39 this week. And Cody and Caleb Martin in the NBA turned 27. Gwyneth Paltrow turns 50 this week. And Juan Herman Gomez, that is uh, Bo from, from, ah, my God, that movie on Netflix with Adam Sandler. That's Bo, uh, turns 27. Joy Chavez, that is future and Bow Wow's baby mama. She turned 34 this week. And Trick Daddy turns 49. JoJo Simmons turns 33 this week, and Kevin Durant turns 34. Uh, Steven Boss, that's Twitch from Ellen Show, he turns 40 this week, and from The Shot, Michael Epps turns 17. Jerry Lee Lewis, he from Great Balls of Fire, he turns 87 this week, and Megatron, Calvin Johnson, turns 37. Christy Mars, Christy Mars, that is from This Is Us, she turns 43 this week, and Hillary Duff turns 35. Jeezy turns 45 this week, and T-Pain, Turns 38. Aaron Holiday in the NBA turns 26 this week. And Tyler Lockett from the Seattle Seahawks turns 30. Daniel Gaffer turns 24 this week. And Shay Johnson, that's Bucky, she turns 39. Tyson Chandler turns 40 this week. And Kieran McCulkin, or Kieran Culkin, I'm sorry, turns 40. Joe Ingles turns 35 this week. And Zach Galifianakis, that's from Vegas. Um, from <laughs> I can't remember the movie right now. Uh, turns 53. Jimmy Carter, the president, ex-president, turns 98 this week. And Journey Smollett turns 36. Mary Poppins herself, Julie Andrews, turns 87. And Sting, Sting, the, the rocker, turns 71. And I remember where Zach Glyphicanus, or whatever his name is, came from. That's from Hungover 1 and 2. And finally, 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 my little cousin, Ayo Daly. Coker turns 36. <laughs> All right, we have some final honorable mentions. From Greece, Olivia Newton-John passed away earlier this year, would have been 74 this week. Meatloaf also passed away earlier this year, would have been 75 this week. And finally, Yokozuna, who passed away back in 2000, would have been 56 this week week but that's all the birthdays we have this week guys now back to our show um as we look at that those are two unbeaten teams but we still have one <laughs> we we have only one team that has yet to scratch and that is my raiders my raiders 
um, right now are uh, 0-3. And the funny thing is, as if you guys follow me online, you've seen or listened to the show. You said I did not win eight games. You said yeah. I, I, I said they're only going to win I, eight games. Which I, stand means, law, I stand correct. Right? Yeah, no. I, I, and I said that's max. I said if they're lucky, my exact <laughs> words, if they're I said they'll win anywhere between six to eight games. Them starting on look now they still could even if they win eight games that means they go eight and what eight and six for the rest of the season that sounds about right that's why i said they're, that's they're a 500 team but they'll be right below 500 I, I i don't see any difference so when i see my raiders even though a lot of raider apologists a lot of raider fans would say they could easily be three and oh that's true but the difference is they're not they're and 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 i want to talk more about that because at the end of the day is it all Carr's fault? No. However, you are the head of the snake, and you're not the reason why they are winning. So I look at you as if, if you're not helping, you're hurting. That's that's I've right. always used that that methodology. And and don't let the stats fool you. This dude's not throwing enough touchdown passes. I'm gonna go to fantasy football. When we go to fantasy football, be like, oh, we look at the fantasy football gives you an idea how things are going. They're getting yards, interceptions, sacks, fumbles, uh, touchdowns. It lets you know all that because you're gonna get points based upon those things. And he is the 12th scoring quarterback in the league right now with Lamar Jackson doubling him in points on average in all these leagues. If you have another quarterback doubling you, hmm. no, we don't expect you to be Lamar Jackson because you're not going to get those rushing yards. We don't expect that. But you should be in the conversation of the stats because everyone say all the yards he's getting. The yards mean very little when it comes to actual production and getting the ball in the end zone. That's where your points come in fantasy sports. Using that as a reference point. When you guys see this, when you see what's happening with the Raiders, my Raiders, what do you think of? Whew. Prayers going up to you, my brother. Prayers mm. going up. My goodness. I mean, definitely the Raiders are definitely one of the more disappointing teams to start out. Um, I actually, and I was kind of like you. I mean, the AFC West is the roughest division in the league, um, along with the um, the end of the NFC West. I mean, I actually did like it, like yourself. I kind of did have the Raiders at the bottom winning that division. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had them um, in, in the basement. Um, Derek Carr is serviceable. He's he's not going to be that guy that's going to lead you to the promised land. I mean, he had that one year in, I believe it was 2016, where he was he, MVP he was candidate. The, yeah, he was on the precipice of possibly winning that MVP. However, he suffered that uh, that season-ending injury, and uh, he's never really fully has really came back from that. In my in my humble opinion, um, like I said, just the, the running game, the running game is is serviceable with Josh Jacobs. But I mean, can can you really count on him um, to be your bell cow going forward? Maybe maybe not. You guys got his Derek Carr's college teammate Devontae Adams coming in, and like I said, it's just the fact that man, he just he has to give his playmakers the ball. I mean, he has he has um, Waller, he has Adams. I mean, Hunter Renfro, I mean, everybody was raving on Hunter Renfro coming into the season. However, he did. He had he had that um, those hiccups in the Arizona game, and which basically cost you guys because you guys had a great shot at winning that game. But just unfortunately, I mean, just it's just it's just I don't know what really what the call with the Raiders is. I don't know. Maybe it's something with Josh McDaniels. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's still trying to emulate that Bill Belichick approach that he um, tried to um, back when he initially was the coach of the Broncos. But just for some reason, just the Raiders just cannot get out of their own way. 
<laughs> that's basically it in a nutshell. <laughs> it's the Raiders, I'm not to say. Yeah, and mind you, and mind you, real quick, I mean, man, your leading receiver up in the season is Mac Holland. Well, Mac at least in in that game, Holland. in that game. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, just for me for the, right now for the season. I mean, he has 240 yards receiving. Devontae Adams is 189. True, yeah, he had, he had a he had a good he had a solid game um, this past week. But however, man, get the ball to your playmaker, Devontae Adams. He should at least have 10 plus targets per game. I mean, my goodness, I mean, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's funny because I'm coaching football, high school football, and I'm dealing with the same problem. Getting my guys the ball. Like, how come my best player is not getting the ball? The systems that these coaches are running. The defense is dictating who the quarterback is reading and throwing the ball to instead of the quarterback throwing with his nuts and and throwing the ball to where he needs to throw it based on what he's worked on and what the guys are being paid to do. Uh, Devontae Adams is unguardable, even with help over top. I mean, the way he runs routes is to get open to a spot. That's why he and Aaron Rodgers were so successful so, so long. You can't guard option routes. But if they're running a different type of scheme under McDaniels, that's that's going to be an issue. They need to put implement the, the Wells Welker um, approach in that you just run to the open spot and we'll hit you there. And it's automatic 10, 11 receptions a game. But if you stay within the system, I mean, I'm all for systems. That way one guy doesn't dictate if the, if the bus stops rolling. But if you have a talent like Devontae Adams on top of a Mac Hollins, on top of a Waller, and you have Renfro. You have weapons, so something's just not, not clicking. And it and it goes back to Carl, like 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 Mikey said. But at the same time, um, is it the curse? I mean, is it the Raider curse that we can't get? I mean, it's I'm not a, Al Davis curse, no. It's oh not, no! But it's something like everybody's against the Raiders. The referees always against the Raiders, but right now it's just the Raiders against themselves. So something is just not clicking. I think they're trying too hard. I think Carr's trying too hard. That whole series at the end, that one attempt goes to Devontae uh, Adams. Um, something ain't right. Like, I'm like, if I'm going to force anything, I'm throwing to number 17. And it, it didn't happen. And I'm kind of like sitting here. He threw here it to like, Waller. Like, he threw it to Waller, him, and Waller been off. And, yeah. yeah. It Waller had three ball. men on him. And who's the number 80, uh, the guy that dropped the ball? I mean, it's like, how That's are Waller, you? Waller, 83. No, no, he didn't drop one. There was a guy in the slot. I forgot his oh. number. Number 84, I think he was. But oh, I was yeah, like, that, yeah, that, who was that? that? I'm like, who was that? If he's wide open, okay. But he was locked up, and you expect him to make a play? I'm like, yo, I don't know what's going on with these offensive coordinators. But my thing is, if you're going to pay a guy top dollar, and you bring, there you go, you got to get the guy the ball, man. You have to give him the ball and let the, and win with that and lose with that. And and, 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 and you said you you said the key thing. You you said what what Aaron Rodgers was doing. We're not expecting Carr to be Aaron Rodgers. You also said something else like with your with your team that you're coaching, being afraid to take a chance when you, you let the defense dictate. I've said this about Carr when he had um Amani or Amani Cooper when it was ACDC. They had the whole thing going on. Is that Carr is afraid to make mistakes. If you look at Carr, his interception yeah. numbers are low. You say, well, that's a great thing. No, that means he's not taking chances. Like no chance. Exactly. Agree, not, agree. He doesn't take chances. And now he, that is a reason why they've been the worst team in the red zone for the last three seasons, because he doesn't take chances and he's afraid to make certain plays. He's, he doesn't pass your guys open. If you look at a lot of plays, people, if you look closely, 
they, people will say, oh, well, his old line is bad. No, he holds the ball too long. Right. I've, watched, I've watched him and watched him. He waits till his player is completely uh, open. open. Then right. he throws instead of anticipating the throw. When there I see you go. people like Tua, I've seen other young quarterbacks just do it recently where they they don't they anticipate where the player is going to be. Like I've, I see Kyler Murray just do it um, the, this past weekend. He anticipated the throw. The guy turned around, the ball was already there. Mm-hmm. I've not seen this man do that since the injury like you said Kmart in 2016 at the end of the day the buck stops with car he's the one who has the ball in his hands 100 percent of the time it's the, almost, go ahead. It's, it's the almost mvp curse exactly we saw, we saw we're now seeing right there oh man yeah and another thing that's 100 for real right there I mean, and yeah. a, another thing is too i'm gonna go back to fantasy again because we're all in the fantasy leagues and whatnot i told everybody on the before the season, if you listen to the show, I gave a little hint. I said, do not draft Devontae Adams. This will be his worst season since his rookie season when it comes to fantasy points because I said he would not get touchdowns. And right now, if you look at his rank, he's ninth out of all wide receivers. Ninth. Not first, second, or third. Ninth. And he's not injured. You got two from the Miami Dolphins alone and Waddle and Hill are above. They're both in the top five. Well, I will say one one of the things. I mean, he does have three so far this season. So I mean, that's like an average three of one, what? one touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, three touchdowns. Um, so now you think you're going to sixteen for the season? He's going to end up with like six. Watch. You know what? Honestly, you know, what? I, I think I think he'll be around maybe eight to nine, maybe. But it's a long season. I mean, and now I mean, we have like the seventeenth game. I think he'll I think he'll be about eight or nine. I mean, he's already got three. I think he'll he should scratch about nine. But yeah, I mean, and speaking of I me mean, and like looking at your Raiders schedule. Man. They have the one of the toughest in the league, which is why I said they will have no more than eight wins. It wasn't about the talent. It's the first year with McDaniels, it's the first year with Adams. People right. trying to figure things out. People got new contracts. I, and then I said the schedule. I said next year, because they're going to play so piss poor this year, they'll have yeah. a more favorable schedule next year, a whole year under the regime. I said they should have a better year next year. I, and I'm saying, look, what what's today? Today is September the 20-something. And, and mark my words mark this this date this is like the hundredth whatever episode come back to this next season and when they win 12 plus games you're like oh damn mike said it a year early yes i did okay no, <laughs> all I right mean, but but i was gonna say one like one last thing i mean um yeah. especially if they play piss poor this year they will have a high draft pick so they could definitely i said um, yes thank hear you hear a lot of areas that yes that, they'll okay. have a new running back get a new running back oh, depend yeah. you'll get a new running back to go with josh jacob because Jacobs is not, he doesn't have that thunder no more. So they're going to have to give them a lightning. They're going to give them a lightning bolt, and we'll see what happens. Um, when we talk about the NFC East earlier, we talked about the Eagles. Um, the Cowboys playing the command this week. So they could easily go three and one. And the Eagles play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's talk about them for a little bit. The Jaguars beat the Chargers this weekend. Actually, the Broncos are the only team to win a game in the AFC West this weekend. Hmm. My Super Bowl pick. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's go back to the Jaguars. The Jaguars, 38 to 10 over the Jag- over the Chargers. That was the biggest upset this weekend. When you see Trevor Lawrence and that new coach, that new staff, what do you guys think is the ceiling for the Jaguars this season? Well, I would say, I me, mean, especially with Dougie P coming in. I mean, Dougie P. I mean, he's he turned Carson Wentz to a uh, to an MVP player, so that definitely says a lot about him. Um, I definitely like what I'm seeing from uh, from Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's 
uh, playing like Sunshine from, yep. uh, from, <laughs> from Remember the, the Titans. Titans. <laughs> yeah, so no, he was balling out. Uh, this is that was definitely one of the biggest upsets of the season. I mean, a lot of people had the Chargers penciled in as possible Super Bowl participants, but Jacksonville they came out and stumped a mud hole in them. Um, definitely liking what Jacksonville doing. Uh, Christian Kirk, he's out there balling. Um, man, James Robinson came back off a of, uh, off that ACL injury. I mean, what did they do? What they just gave him a whole new ace uh, uh, Achilles or something? Because he is running like a madman. I love it. I love it. The defense is solid. Uh, I'm definitely um, anticipating that game next week at Philadelphia. I'm actually mm-hmm. your boys. Actually, your boys actually going is going to be at that game. So I'm definitely hey. in living color. So I'm definitely looking forward to that game. It'll be nice to see Dougie, Dougie P back. Uh, Definitely, um, mm-hmm. he'll definitely have that. Um, he'll definitely receive a warm reception from the from the um, from the Eagles faithful because to a man, majority of the fan base still love Doug Peterson. Amen. Dougie P. I don't think Dougie P. Made wins. That was Frank Wright. So I'm mm. what Sunshine's gonna really do against them Eagles. Like I don't know if the Chargers were the Chargers. You figure if if Herbert's playing with one rib. Mm. Um, <laughs> Hey, let me, get, let me get one rib. One rib. You got change for a hundred. And they said it was not. It's not a crack rib. It's cartilage. That's even worse. Yeah. Right. He was out there playing on one one lung, and so I'm not gonna put too much into it. The Chargers was just trying to get through it, and sometimes the football teams just want to get through the game to get to the right. next one and get a guy a little bit of break. But him staying in the game that's questionable. And my oh, belief definitely. in the Jags, it's too early. It's too early. I ain't seen. I haven't seen Trevor Lawrence in a, in a pressure pack situation right now. Everything they play, uh, everything they do is, is is house. It's house money. Like, you know, it's gravy. Nobody expects much out of them. It's been so bad for so long. But if Dougie P can get that that thing turned around, I mean, shoot, just a different voice. Look at the defense, Detroit Lions. It's a different voice. Yeah. I mean, just watching them on Hard Knocks made me change my my thought process about the Detroit Lions. So I be, Dougie P being a recent Super Bowl champion, I think would change the 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 attitude, the approach, right. the culture. Um, we got him up out of Philadelphia pretty quickly, so I'm not sure how yeah. you know how. Well, long he kind of forced his way out. He kind of wanted to be done. He did. Yeah. You know what? I, yeah. I totally I totally believe that. Yeah, he definitely he he definitely saw the writing was on the wall. He definitely needed to get out. It's, but it's, yeah, it's not easy to coach in Philly. It is no. not easy. That's no. why Andy Reid so great in my eyes. He was sold there for so long. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And but, honestly, I me mean, and like you said, AC and me, hey, a different voice is definitely needed. I mean, okay. heck, I mean, think about it. Perfect. I mean, Urban Meyer, it's the, it, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're taking you're taking him out of the equation and putting in D- Doug Peterson, who is, has a source of stability. He's yeah. already won a Super Bowl. I mean, it's, he's more of a calming voice yeah. than Urban Meyer. And yeah, so no, getting get him out of there was critical. You got you got to keep in mind when they, these these GMs and these owners hire men to 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 coach men. You got to hire a guy that's going to demand respect and and give respect. These Urban Meyer types that come with the ego bigger than the state, the Chip Kelly types, Urban Meyer, Steve Spurrier, these are grown men with millions of dollars in the bank. Right. I've been on the team. I've been on a couple of NFL teams, and, and it's just the, 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 the dynamic of a, of, a, of a locker room and the coach being bigger than life or a coach not being big enough for the moment. It really, really uh, dictates that success of that team. I was playing for the New Orleans Saints in 98 with Mike Dick was our head coach. And – him being a laughing stock mm-hmm. carried over into like nobody took Mike seriously. Mike was losing his mind. Mike gave up the entire draft for one player. Oh Lord. Ricky Mike, Williams. He was doing some crazy. 
well, I made the team. Thanks, thank, thanks, Mike Dicker, because you gave away the whole draft. I made, <laughs> I made the team. But right. you know, uh, shout, shout, shout out, Coach Dicker for that one. Uh, Coach Dicker kept me around. I'm like, well, we ain't got no draft picks. I should make this team. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but when the team when the team sees the head the head man or leaving leadership in disarray just a little bit, it's hard to get millionaires to line up and and do the right things and play hard and stay on course that at that point they start looking at the pocketbooks they start looking at their future checks looking at their next prospect of what team i'm gonna play for next i'm gonna be a free agent i'm gonna stick it out so what doug p brings to the jaguars they have not had so i think it would be a good thing but i don't see them winning more than 10 games and like they're not gonna burn up the world and win 15 you know 14 nah. games. but that's but all you might... need to be the wild card right now for that yeah so that's all that's all yeah. and, and, and really in that division they I can mean, win that division i'm sorry yeah they can win the division they can win that division they, they, they can be a playoff team but i don't see them going much further no 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 you know no there is it's, to, it's too soon but you know a, a future is bright if they can stick it together and bring in keep bringing yeah. in new players you never know but i'm not gonna pick them to win you know no, no. Spe- speaking of playoff teams and projections and maybe maybe that wild card spot right now um my super bowl picks are comfortably in what this the second position second c only because of uh points and scoring for the um afc west the Broncos, who are surprisingly only putting up 43 points in three weeks. <laughs> what was that, 16, 16, and 12? Russ so, is definitely not cooking. But no. but but two and one. Two and one. And yeah. you easily could have been three and one if it wasn't for the bad coaching, which is oh, probably Lord. the reason why they're two and one. And the Chiefs still winning that division because of the fact that even though they lost last week, they're putting up the most points by far, but they also giving up quite a bit as well. The Chargers defense we thought would be great, giving up 84 three weeks. And a lot of that came from the Jags, Jaguars, but look at it. It came from the Jaguars, so that's more of an indictment. So when I see the Broncos right now, um, this is my thing. I'm going to still defend my pick to win the Super Bowl. reason why I say that, in three weeks, guess how many points they've given up? Because obviously they only scored 43, and they still won 2-1. of one. They're giving up 36, and one of those games was a loss. You're talking about they're right. averaging 12 points a game on that team? You can beat anyone if you only give up 12 points a game. All they need is for the offense to click, and that will happen over time because none of them can play with each other. So give them two more weeks. I guarantee you they'll start putting up 20, 25 to 30 points a game and only give only which that's probably hard to sustain. That was back since the Ravens won the Super Bowl that year, who kept the number low as that. They have a defense, even in the conversation of those Ravens, even in the conversation of those Bears back in 85, even in the conversation of those Buccaneers back when they, they were dominant like that. Russell Wilson is much better than Trent Dilfer, people. Easy. I don't care what you tell me. So if you have Russell Wilson as a game manager, is that good at two stout running backs and two speedsters on the outside as well and Sutton and, and, and Judy, who's coming back from an injury? you telling me they still, even though they only put up little points now, you think they're going to do that for the rest of the season? The defense is going to be that way. The offense, I think, will get better. What do y'all think about that? K, K Mark, you go first. Okay, I'll definitely say that, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, I believe the offense will definitely get it turned around. I mean, it's Russ. I mean, I expect Russ to turn it around. And because, like you said, I mean, they, they only just now started to play with one another. So, yeah, I'm just like, you know what? Give it some time. Even though I do have Russ in one of my fantasy leagues that I really do need him to turn it around. Yeah, he's hurting me but, too, brother. Yeah, so, I mean, I think eventually, I mean, great players, they find a way. I mean, he has a stud wide receiver in uh, Sutton and Judy. 
and a bit and with that solid running game they'll turn it around i mean looking at their schedule i mean they they have the ability to turn around i mean they have the rate of their they have the they, easiest schedule in the afc west exactly they have the colts and then they have then they have a, a big monday night game against the chargers these these three games right here coming up are going to be telling for uh for the broncos because if they can if they can get out of there unscathed or maybe losing maybe just one they should be in good position man two dollar best of both of y'all the denver broncos are trash they might not win they might not win 10 games man they wow they're not trash but let's not let's not put russell wilson up there right this is this is this is the downside the down of the career russell wilson's he's wow he's he's not done but he's done i don't know if uh he's gonna be able to get this team to roll to a point where it's, it's a different day, man. You're not gonna win. Wow. You're not gonna win more than ten games scoring 15 points. You're gonna have no. to put some more points on the board. And until they do, I'm not a believer in the situation. I do have Gordon on one of my teams, and he gave me negative yardage. So I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm really not high up on the Denver Broncos right now. It's right. not the same Broncos team that went to the Super Bowl a few years back. Um, again, two dollar bets for both of y'all. The Broncos don't win more than ten games. Okay, oh, wow. hold on, Kmart. I got Ooh. this. See, Go for it. You see, AC. Now you done stepped in. Two dollar bet. Okay, we'll get you. A two, we'll pay we'll get to we'll get to your two dollar bet. We'll get pay to me. your we'll get to your two dollar bet. I listen to you. Zip it. I listen pay to you. <laughs> My semen impersonation. Anyways, anyways, listen, man. You just brought up a good fact. You said he's not the Russell Wilson of old. Right, he's old. he's old. No, 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 no. But but he's he's not the old Russell Wilson. He's not the one who won a Super Bowl way back in Seattle. It sounds very similar. The Broncos are really good at getting seasoned veterans who've already won a Super Bowl. Hmm. Last go. time the Broncos won a Super Bowl, they had Peyton Manning, who looked worse than Russell Wilson right now, who had the best defense in the AFC when they won it. They used that defense to get them to the promised land, and all they needed, all they needed Peyton Manning to do was not mess it up. I think we could do, I think history tends to repeat itself, people. The Broncos are looking like the Broncos of that team back then, except now they have two serviceable, good running backs, but back then they only had one, and Terrell Davis. And these two guys together can probably match the numbers of Terrell Davis at that time. And the way the defense is playing, this defense is playing better than that defense was playing when they won the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson can do something that Peyton Manning could not do, and that's to scramble and keep the drive alive. I still truly believe that they're going to run their kinks out and they're going to really drastically increase their scoring, especially due to their weak schedule coming up in the next month. I will take that $2 bet, sir. And I will say that the Broncos not only will win more than 10 games, they will win this division. I don't give a damn how good the Chiefs are looking right now. The Chargers are going to be hobbled. The Raiders are going to keep sucking. It's going to be between the Broncos and the Chiefs. And the, the match we got to look for is when the Chiefs and the Broncos face up. That will be the deciding factor. Those two weeks they play each other, if the Broncos win both, if they sweep them, it's a wrap. They won the division, in my opinion. Not my opinion, factually. They beat them those two matches, which I believe they can because their defense is good enough, and they do not have to write Tyreek Hill to bail them out. I feel like the time of possession of the ball, they can control that, keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field. And if they can, by the time they play, they'll figure out their offense. It will get clicking. Russell Wilson will start getting Sutton and Judy the ball, and it's a wrap. The, the Broncos will win that division, and they'll be, to me, they will host the, the they will be hosting the AFC Championship against Ooh. either the Bills 
or the Dolphins. I said Ooh. it. The okay. Raiders gonna beat the Raiders gonna get their first win versus Denver October. Oh, 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 oh. I can see that. I, you know what? I can see that as well. I, really I can, can see, see that. that. That's a rivalry. I can and see that taking. Hey, I'm trying, and I'm looking at the Denver schedule. It might be slight. It may not be daunting, but I'm not a believer in the Denver Broncos. That's okay. I the Chiefs or the Chargers will still win that division. I've had Tony on the show for two weeks to start this season. In week one, actually the week before the season started, and just last week, he's a diehard Broncos fan. He's already been to two of the three games. He's never twice. This man is serious, okay? And he's from out here. Is he suiting up? I don't think it even matters if he goes to the game. <laughs> my point he is, is in the past and he ain't making no tackles. My point is, <laughs> no to the show. Y'all heard what he said that he doesn't believe in his Broncos. He's them off for the season. And like we said, they look like a shell themselves. He says they are a team without an identity. That may be true. That's the key. They're two and one without an identity. They're giving up only 12 points a game without an identity. I'm telling you what I know. This team will figure it out with a new rookie coach. That's a problem. The problem is a coach. Russell Wilson will, oh, will turn man. it around. I believe in Russ. He married Sierra, people. This guy that's makes good downfall. decisions. He makes good decisions. Oh, that's the downfall. He's he makes good chilling. decisions. He's chilling. He's with no, Sierra. Tom Brady. About Tom Brady married Giselle Bunchen. He makes good decisions. Giselle talking about Giselle kicked it, Tom Brady out the house. Giselle he, said, "We we need he, you to play football." No, he couldn't. He he couldn't take. A, he didn't want to be a father. No, he gonna say with them damn kids. You heard Giselle talk. Giselle voice is deeper than Tom Brady. She was like, "You need to play." Tom, you need to play. She slapped Tom Brady like like old girl did. Uh, 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 yeah, I know Rocky Four. Sunday. Oh, no, Rocky, Rocky Four. I'll no. Rocky Four. Okay. No, no, I'm talking about any given Sunday when she said he said, I can't "Oh, what?" And she slapped uh, uh, Dennis Quaid in the mouth. He said, I, oh, I, yeah. I, can't play, I can't play anymore. She's like, smack, you're a quarterback. Oh, you, yeah. You're going to get out there. You let, that, you let that boy take your job. Mm. Uh, yeah, I got to watch that man. again. Oh, I got to watch, watch, watch Willie Beeman. I, I didn't remember that scene I guess clearly. But I will say this. December 11th and New Year's Day can't come quick enough. Chiefs and Broncos, market calendar. Mm. There you go. There you go. Mm, that is what I'm looking for. I, I'm mad that they playing on Christmas now. I, I, I'm not a fan. You know, I'm a no, no, they play on New Year. New Year's. No, Day. no, no. I'm talking about the NFL in general playing on oh, Christmas okay. now. They got, I think they got two games on Christmas. New I am not happy. Hey, two dollar bet, Chiefs by eight. No, I'm not. Ooh. See, okay, no, 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 no. I'm not. That's too far in the future. Who's going to win by how much? All I'm going to say is no, no, no. I'm just going to bet that the Broncos will will win more than ten games this season. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. We, we we may need to revisit this in a future episode. I'm, I'm just saying. saying. Hey man, Let this episode right now. now. I'm not. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to bet. That, me and you have a bet that the Raiders are going to win with eight games, right? I said that they, they won't. Win I, I, I said they're going to win maximum eight. They're going to win eight or less. I, I said, said they were going to win more than eight. I said yes. they were going to win more than eight. Yes, and, and, and you you and are looking bad. Exactly. We're going to break even. We're going to break even. When it comes to this season, if y'all follow me on Facebook, whatever like that, I have been like a prophet. Like everything I called on football, I'm getting it. Like I'm, I'm well, just you, no. You said Devontae Adams would not score. He scored. No, 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 no. I didn't say he won't score. I said he's gonna have his worst season since his rookie year. And so far, oh. I'm looking correct. Aside for the three touchdowns, he's giving me he's giving me points every week in my fantasy team. I'm Ain't enough. It. He's ninth. Ninth. As long sir. as you get, you get Duvernay one touchdown in our in our leagues, as long as you score, you in the house. 
That's do Stefan Diggs and Cooper Cup are doing their thing. Duvernay balling. A concerted effort to make sure they get the ball. They gave him Cooper Cup Z Z fly motion next, run plays. Next year I'm getting Amon Ra. That's what I was trying to get. I wanted Amon Ra. He's balling right I, I, now. I can't take no Detroit Lions though. Jared Goff. That's all you gotta say. Jared Goff yeah. is that dude. Jared Goff is good enough. Oh, man. He's good enough. This he ain't is mega, if they ain't got Megatron, I'm good on the line. Barry <laughs> <laughs> <Harry> Sanders. <laughs> Barrier of Megatron. I need an all-time great. And I'm on Raw as a modern-day monarch. I can't roll no modern-day monarch. I'm from Long Beach Poly, bro. I can't roll hey. no, no modern-day monarch. Jackrabbit in the house. Man, Most NFL players all time come from you his house. get out of here, man. Modern-day out of here, man. Most yeah. NFL players I like Amon Ra. I like Amon Ra. I like his family. I like the name of his brother's yeah. names, too. They got yeah. some cool names. They got some real cool names. I'm going to name my, my, if I have a, a, a adopted son, I'm going to name him Aquanimius. <laughs> <laughs> This show has gone off the rails officially. <laughs> Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? No! Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562-PDA-7888 today for a free consultation. That's 562-732-7888. What can I say? I love PDA. <laughs> Mr. Brown was off the chain, bro. He's gonna name my yo, yo, let's, yo, let's let's pivot real quick. Uh, Osiris, <laughs> Osiris St. Brown. Oh <laughs> my god, St. Brown and Amon Ra St. Brown. It had to be great. Let's pivot real quick, man. Um, real quick with baseball as this season's wrapping up. I believe that Aaron Judge is the talk of the town. Um, looking to get the triple crown and also the leading candidate for MVP of the league. He, I believe he has 60 home runs right now, and he's one away from tying the record in the American League. Yep. He's stuck on 60, man, because he got off the juice. They're going to try to drug test him now. <sighs> Listen, you you ahead of me. You ahead of me. Okay, since since we went there, the AC, man, AC Sports Live, y'all, he doing hey, his man, thing. I'm sorry, he used man. to it. No, 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 you, because we on one accord. Like, like when, the when AC Sports see... Live and the 1585 <laughs> show, he runs two shows, This man, no, three shows. You got a show on the weekend, too. You you thinking it i'm gonna say it you know you thinking it i was gonna say it i was gonna say it. since you led me there i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get it there i was gonna get there i was gonna let y'all spill on it but let's go there aaron judge looks juiced aaron <laughs> judge see this is the thing this is the thing this is the thing this is this is where this is why they never question conseco because he came in the league swole same thing with aaron judge they give they give Barry Bonds so much problem because he completely metamorphosized right before our eyes. Trust me, I, I've, I've never seen a head grow like that in my Sammy life. Sammy Sosa the same. Sammy Sosa, <laughs> well, he Sammy got swole out of stuff. nowhere. Now he white. Now he white. Whatever he <laughs> That's was a whole thing, he, he got that. He got that Michael Jackson <laughs> um, with the perm. Reveal. 
He got that Vigo. Like, you mean, you mean this, this shot will give me home runs and I'll become Caucasian and credit score goes up? I want that one. <laughs> I become a citizen, I get home run, and I get credit score. That hey. that's the thing. I, I, hey. I'm I'm asking the question. AC already said it, so I'm gonna throw this at Kmart. When you look at Aaron Judge, and he's gotten bigger every year. Hello, no one's paying attention to it. When he swings the bat, it's effortlessly. He's not even putting anything in. He's just swinging it like you're swinging a motion. And the ball goes 500 feet, 430, pop, whatever. Pop fly. Man. Pop fly. Pop fly. So, K, K Mark, when you look at Aaron Judge, and he's getting all these home runs, why do you, first of all, do you think he's juicing? And if, and and also, too, why do you think no one, on no show I've heard, is even mentioning that he's possibly juicing? Why is that, K-Bar? No, nah, because, I me mean, for one, it means the Yankees, and that's ratings. Of course, they're not going to mm. try to kill that. They're not going to try to kill that Golden Goose right now. I mean, you got a yeah. you got a box office attraction, and Aaron Judge coming in, knocking out home runs every couple bat, at bats. I mean, of course, and nobody's going to say that. However, there's definitely a lot of speculation to that. Mm. I, I See, it wouldn't be surprising. I mean, he does have a very effortless swing, kind of like King Griffey Jr. Like, even though I believe that's like the the, the prettiest swing ever. Yeah, but the best swing. here nor there. But I mean, hey, it's definitely a possibility. And will will, will they eventually start to kind of check him? Nope. I don't know. And I mean, how long is he with the Yankees? Juicing one person, I definitely do kind of want to. I'm definitely kind of questioning is Albert Pujols. He was oh. he, man. He was, yeah. he, got seven hundred. Got seven hundred. Hold on. Just, just, he, just hear me out. He, if you look at his home run total over pretty much from the start of the season until maybe about July or August, very, it was very, very low. Now all of a sudden he's just cranking out home about. runs like, mm. like, 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 like we're back in '98. Come on now. I mean, coincidence? Mid-season juicing. I That's think not. Point. Hey, hey, he saw that he was close. Yep. He was like, you know what? Doggone it. Get, man. Get, man. Give me the juice. Give me <laughs> the juice. I'm about, I'm about, I'm about, hey, I'm he said about for two to months. Give me the juice give and I get back juice. off of it. Yeah, for two months, give me the juice. Let me knock out these home runs to get to 700 and I'm done. I'm done. He said, just hey, give man. me the juice and pass no. them all. <laughs> now, watch. Now, watch. Now, watch. Now, watch. If, if Albert Pools does not, if, if he, if he hits, maybe if he hits less than four, or four or five the rest of the way, there you go. That that might be your answer right there. Let me mm. see. How many games that got left? Let, 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 Not many. many. I think it's like 20 or 30, less than 30. All right. No, so no, no. It, no it, it, it's, it's less than 20 because, yeah, I mean, we're, 20, we're, coming yeah. down, we're coming down the stretch. Because the Dodgers right, already so got at 106. Yankees schedule. I think it's Yankees. like 15, 14 games left. Yeah. They got two, four, six, eight, 11 games left. Yeah, there you go. If he yeah. don't get this bad boy, if he don't get it by October 1st, they got Baltimore, three game set, and then four game set with Texas at Texas. They gonna get it. He gonna get it versus Baltimore in New York, and that's that's it's gonna happen that way. And no one's gonna say anything. Everybody's being coached to not say anything about it being tainted at all because they're trying their best to erase um barry bonds oh, of course of course they wanted to do but they, but they won't no well he's too he, he's like too far away. barry bonds record is uh 74 i believe but you know what but, but you know what? on it but you know but also but also aaron judge to me he'll be the home run leader in the al is al yeah not not overall yeah because yeah, the end it'll be at the top six yeah, right, right. And so, yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to yeah, claim Bonds, McGuire, they're gonna Sosa, McGuire they're gonna twice, say Sosa. the claim is clean, though. They're going to say the NL record is juiced. Right. Because all those guys have been connected to Balco. 
So you have Aaron Judge. I'm not sure if Aaron Judge has ever failed a drug test. No, never. No, I don't think he's ever been tested. Mm. That's everybody, aren't they? Like, isn't everybody supposed to go it's, through? It's random, test? sir. It's random. Man, you believe that? No, it ain't random. It ain't random. No, it's it ain't not. Ran- <laughs> one bit. It's like Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt was never randomly tested. It's just, it's just conveniently for the for overlooking the, for the sport. We're gonna conveniently turn a blind eye, clean or not. And you know, if he gets it, God bless him. But at the same time, I have my, uh, my right to be. Uh, uh, apprehensive before I jump up and say this man is the best home run hitter since uh, 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 you know anybody else that was clean over over the years because it's like everybody's juicing man the kid in San Diego oh he he's not even sw- that swole but he you know has home run power and, what, t- you know, uh, Tatis? Tatis man yeah. I mean the guy is wiry strong and he's he's juicing and he, he didn't even he, need the juice He's a ball player just like Bonds. He's going to be a Hall of Famer if he just stay in his lane. But everybody wants to hit the long ball. So yeah. I'm kind of like, man, just like in track, whenever I see a record broken, like even watching um, McLaughlin win those 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 medals in the world championships, she didn't have the right response, in my, in my opinion. She, she looked like she didn't know that that stuff worked like that because she was winning so easily, breaking records. She was like, oh, my God, this stuff is amazing. Oh my God! I am destroying these record books. They people gonna know. I hate to think that way, but as a former athlete who's been on creatine, who's been on all kind of uh, supplements, and getting to the borderline where you take this and this together, it's gonna act like a steroid. So you want to back off of it, or you don't want to go here and be be questioned. Like I've run, I've run pretty fast in my day, and I was able to get to a top end speed. But you have to be in tip top shape and have the right. Uh, ingredients in your body to run that fast multiple times over and over again just imagine how hard it is to hit a ball going 90 miles per hour uh, right. move with a bat and you're six seven like 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 judge uh 270 pounds and you got the bat speed of a little guy and it's just like something ain't right either he's a, a robot from the future a cyborg uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, but I'm like, this is not natural. Like, it's I, right. he's Ivan Drago. Yeah, oh, something Lord. is not right. But you know, maybe he is because remember, he was not even a big prospect coming out of high school. Not at he all. Was, mm-hmm. He was not even projected to be a home run killer like he is. Like, you know, some guys like mm-hmm. Griffey, some guys were, were 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 tabbed the next thing when they were middle schoolers or whatever. Like McGuire as well. Yeah, Bellinger being in the Little League World Series hitting him out. And then he got on the juice because he couldn't do it no more. So it's like, man, at some point they're going to have to just legalize everything and monitor everything so we know who's who. But trying to put the wolf, uh, the sheep over our eyes like guys ain't juicing. We're not stupid, man. Let's just keep it with 100. If the guy's on something that's a little bit uh, skeptical, let's, let's, let's just keep it 100, man. If he's on some stuff, let everybody be on some stuff so we can all see Exactly. And, and, and with that said, they need to put Barry. I think Barry Bonds has missed his last opportunity to get in, if I remember correctly. He did. And, I, yeah, and, I, and that's a crime. That's put a crime. Him and Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. It's right. a crime. And, and, and that's why a lot of people don't dig baseball, but that's why a lot of people respect the fact that it's harder to get in in baseball than basketball. Not the NBA, but basketball Hall of Fame. And also football as well. Because yeah, I mean, football. now, now that, because now everybody's. It, 
they're allowing almost anybody to get into the hall the stats now. Are skewed now. The stats are getting oh, crazy because the way the game is being officiated and rule change. And then now it's not 14 games. We got 17 games. So with all that, you got you got records like Cooper Cup. You just gonna tell me Cooper Cup is, is, is better than Jerry Rice? Come on, man. Oh no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So the statistically last year, I don't, I don't think anybody in right mind would ever ever stick to you, bro. We we forget we were all born before internet. Okay, <laughs> but you got these kids right now who's barely about to hit 30. They don't know no different. And always look at the stats. They're not going to look at any tape, even though they got YouTube. They have all the technology to look at it and watch it. They don't want to do that. They did a microwave generation. They did an air fry generation. They're like, boom, this guy's numbers look better. This number, he's better. Like, that's not how that works. I put so, it like this. I put it like this. That's why. That's why you can't debate sports with just any old body, man. Look, yeah. if you look, if you're under thirty, I can't debate with you because right. you know you haven't seen what I've seen. Unless you're a special, unless you're a historian, and those people do exist. People who actually take the time to learn and study the sport, who are just nerds exactly. and just love the sport. All right. Last thing before we get out of here. Right, right. Before we get out of here, I want to talk shortly about the NBA and they have media day today. Um, what? What comment did you guys take from Media Day from any other stars this uh, <laughs> from yesterday? Go ahead, AC. My man, my man Kawhi said, <laughs> <laughs> "What he say? Let's go to Vegas." What he's what he say now that that's done? He says something so quick and short, and I said, "That's my dude. That's my dude right there. That's my dude. He ain't got nothing concrete to say except that's if that's it. That's all. Let's go to Vegas." Um, <laughs> That's my pick to win the West this year, the Los Angeles Clippers. And the East, I got, I don't know. My man Ime Doka's let me down big time, man. They got my Ooh, man. man. My man running around the office just they, they make my man look like he's going around the office just his pants down, man. He, my, he, my man, my man over there was with King Dangling up in that my place. My man, my wow. man knocking on the door like today? Tomorrow. <laughs> a few minutes, let me know when you're off the phone. And I mean that dude was a terror. Is he a terror? Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. Hide, hide your kids, hide your wife, because he made a dope in the house. I think they <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a great team they got over there. And they yeah. go pull this off the top. Got Brogdon yeah. without yeah. giving up any of their core pieces. Oh man, but I, I mean let's go back to your question, man. I, I didn't get a chance to hear everything, but I heard what Russ and them said. And I'm a big time Russ and Westbrook fan, even though he had a terrible season. But I believe if they do get a chance to play together, like LeBron said, they will be a lot better with some continuity. But um, I don't know if they can beat them boys up in um, Golden State, man. That, that's a fire oil machine up there. And um, it, banking on AD's health, I'm not putting two bucks on that. Who, Tender Love? Uh, no, Tender Love. <laughs> tender Love Tender Love might give you 40 games, man. Um, you know, so, you know, media day is always cool, but it's the start of the season. Um, it's all talk. I'm ready to see the cyborg over here. I want to see Kawhi in all his glory. And I want to see my Sixers. I want to see brand new James Harden in his new body. He said he lost 100 pounds in media day. That's what he said. He said, Ain't no way he's not doing 100 pounds. Yeah, right. Everyone on Twitter was like, how much did he weigh? <laughs> I'm saying, you had to be 300 pounds. Like, right. Pounds. You had to be at least 300 pounds. And get Look, unless he was using the booger sugar, I doubt Man, he lost 100 yeah, pounds. He, he probably pounds. said it felt like he lost 100 pounds. Maybe he lost he, like 10 he, pounds in his beard. Let me see if exactly. he can go right. Can he go right? Can he, you know what I'm saying? Like last year, he let me down big time, man. That's that's all I took from me today, man. Is that Kawhi said he back, and and James Harden said he lost 100 pounds, and LeBron said we need some continuity. We only played 22 games together, and I said that's true. 
So let's see what happens, man. The NBA is fantastic, like they always said, man. So I'm, I can't wait till it gets started. They played 21 games together, and they were 11 and 10. Um, so that's that. <laughs> that ain't so, a lot either. Huh? Yeah. So Kmart, what'd you get for media day today, brother? Huh? The train rate that is Kyrie Irving. Oh, that's man. what I, I like. This. Go ahead. No, we're going to be best I friends mean, at the end of the season. We're going to be. <laughs> I mean, Kyrie, you know what? It's like every time, like, Kyrie opens his mouth. I'm, yeah. opens his mouth. I'm like, dude, just shut up. Yeah, don't just say shut that. Shut up. Just, just don't say nothing. Just, just, just say, I'm going to let my play do the talking and be done with it. Right. But, I mean, you know what? I mean, hey, start, like, like, like you guys said, I mean, media days, the start of basketball season. A lot of teams have high expectations. Hey, I can't wait. Hey, let, let's hit the ball up and, and let's see who's, who's playing in June. Right. Okay. So, with me, I took away, look at the visual, because y'all probably didn't see that. When you saw the picture between AD, this is how it was, AD on the far, I guess on his right, and then LeBron in the middle, and then Russ on the far left. You saw that AD and LeBron virtually standing next to each other. The meet the, the photographers had to tell Russ to scoot in closer. That's how far away he was from LeBron. And that speaks volumes. You know, like you're blaming LeBron for a reason why you're getting heckled, the reason why they're calling you West Brick in LA. It has nothing to do with LeBron. But but he's reading it that way. They've had their issues you saw during this um during the summer, not summer league, but summertime when games but it was a summer league actually. And they, they were no that's the only person who didn't speak to LeBron was Westbrook. And it's just that dynamic uh, is, is a scary thought for me going into this season because nobody really wanted to truthfully trade for Russ because he's getting paid one of the number one or number two salary in the league at $47 million. Um, the fact that his, if, if his pride cannot be pushed to the side, Lakers have no chance. So let's say trading for a Buddy Hield, and it looks like they're going to be traded. Someone in media they asked him that question. Um, the fact that I, I forgot who it was. I think it was um, I can't remember. It's one of the top top writers out here in LA, LA Times. Um, um, I forgot his name. The guy who starts a lot of crap. Um, Plasky, I believe it was Plasky who asked the oh, question. God, I can't stand ex Plasky. Ex exactly. Yeah, he was saying he, he was like, dude, um, he said it doesn't seem like the Lakers want you. Something to that regard. He said he and he and he get, he pretty much told Westbrook. If the team don't want you, how do you feel about that? And, and, See. and, and how do you expect Westbrook to answer? He said, he said, I can't worry about that. He said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that they don't want me. I'm going to do my thing. I'm, I'm paraphrasing everything. It doesn't Good. matter that they don't want me. I'm still going to do my thing and give my best to be a professional. As he should. As he should. It's and lip service. Exactly, but the thing is, all and that's why honestly, I can't stand. I can't stand uh, Bill Plasky. I've seen homers in my day. He is the biggest homer. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah, I mean, and Russ, Russ, Russ said it right. I mean, you know what? Hey, can't control that. All they can do is just ball. So you know what? Hats off to Ru to Russ. Hope he has a great season. I saw a clip. Um, it looks like, looks like he changed his jumper. He looked like he's shooting the ball better from three. He had. I saw the clip. He made five consistent threes. We all know it's different in the game. But I looked at his jumper. He had a follow through. He never had a follow through. That's why I noticed he, he he did the whole bending of the wrist and everything as if you know something he should have had like 12 years ago. But that's fine. It looks like he worked on it. So if he's coming off the bench and hitting that three and getting the rebounds and assists, he can get 18, eight and eight off the bench. If you got anyone off the bench, give you 18, eight and eight, your team shall be successful as long as AD is playing. He ain't I'm coming just, off the bench to shoot no jumper. He come off that bench going to the cup. You know, Red is gonna be coming off. But but if he lazy. okay, if he's shooting the jumper, he can start. If he can shoot that jumper consistency, he can start. And with I can shoot. I can shoot and practice too. I just can't shoot the game. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, Ben Simmons can shoot and practice. Oh Lord! Listen, but, man. 
Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Like, go ahead. My thing is always like, it's like, will he be willing to accept that role coming off the bench? I just think the ultra competitive player nature that Russell Westbrook is, is like, he'll be like, hell no, I am not. If he values off. winning over his ego, then the Lakers have a chance. Yeah. If AD is too, a lot of ifs, we all be drunk if it's a fifth, but if AD can stay healthy and Westbrook can ch- check his ego, Lakers are a very strong candidate. I would never believe in the Clippers. You want to talk about a, uh, talk about a curse? There you go. I don't give a damn. John Wall is a cheap. John Wall is a poor man's Russell Westbrook. Ooh. I don't believe in John Wall at all. I'm Darvin sorry. Ham. I, Darvin Ham is the Debo that Westbrook needs. He's yeah. the Debo that's going to tell him to come off his bench. And, and yeah. you better not say nothing about it. I think Darvin Ham was a pick because he's that type of coach. I they did ask that. They asked that in the interview. Like they asked him, how would you, how would you implement Russell Westbrook? Pretty much the front office saying, for you to get this job, remember, I don't know if y'all remember the reports. If you want to get this job, you need to let us know how you're going to utilize that man. You come off and the he, bench. And he, if you want to play, you come off the bench or you don't play. Yeah. And I think he could do that. Debo. Man, put Tuck your chain in. Debo coming. <laughs> Hey man, you know I, you know I love y'all, man. I could talk to y'all all day, but we we only got so much time before we get out of here. About this, one of my favorite segments is before we get out of here, we cover something not about anything. Before we get out of here, there's a lot of different shows. I, one thing I've been catching up on is Legacy on Hulu about the Lakers, the true true story of the history of the Los Angeles Lakers. I've been watching that's pretty good. You get to about episode five or six is when you get to Shaquille O'Neal and, and the Kobe Bryant, the modern day, and they start talking about that. And it's pretty interesting. And it's, I think it's pretty good. The thing I noticed in the first two or three episodes, it seemed like it's pretty, everybody was hating winning time. It sounded almost damn near to say they, they added some flavor to it, make it entertaining. Me. It seemed pretty accurate. So watch Legacy, y'all, on Hulu. What have y'all been catching up on and watching on your own spare time? Oh shoot, man! I've been watching that, man. I got these kids, so now nah, I've been watching. I've been watching, watching, been watching these kids coaching. Hey, man, that's the only thing I'm watching. Hey, my, y'all know my son is back on um in football, so I'm man. I hit, I hit hey, congratulations, San Jose! Yeah. Oh, thank you, sir. It's definitely in order, man. Um, we've been watching Last Chance You again. I had to bring it back because he didn't get the chance to watch it when it first came out because he wasn't on he was football. Yeah. He just turned into football this year. I said, you need to watch this Last Chance You, and we can't stop watching it. I'd be like, wait for this to happen watch this watch this because it's like this is it man like we go to these recruiting um visits and we, we see kids on cloud nine it's all good i said now let's watch last chance you where it's not all good mm. see scholarships taken away you see dudes acting a straight fool on camera and not realizing that their character is why their offers are leaving it's mm. really really eye-opening that our boys and not just our boys, but just young men in general, not having a, 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 a pulse of what reality is and how you need to be a well-rounded individual to be someone that's going to give you $100,000 in scholarship money to come play at their university. Like, just because you can play ball a little bit, like you're at a junior college for a reason. It's because you're having a second chance at which you might have messed up in high school or, or university you got a kickback. But my son is getting to see He's not in that boat. He's a great student. He's a good kid. He's not a character issue. So he's going to be fine. But these kids that he's going to be playing with at the next level, they're not coming from a great home sometimes. Sometimes it's a situation. Sometimes people did did their work for them. So I'm like, man, this is an awesome show because you get to see that there's something wrong in the system. These kids are being, being passed along. Somebody's doing the work for them. And they get to college writing a one-page paper is like, one of the kids said, this is like writing a Harry Potter book. I got to write a whole page. And it was like, wow, man, it's like we have something is wrong. And the kids that don't make it, 
I believe three or four of them have been convicted of murder. Of, wow. Uh, you know, felonies. It's like wow. if football don't work out, it's it's the streets. And That's it's like, crime. wow, something's not right in the program, in the system that we are living in with our football players. Basketball, too, because they have a last chance to with basketball. Yeah. So I've all seen that, that stuff is on. And it's just good for young athletes to watch. It's not only entertaining, but it's also a lot of teachable moments in there. So we're watching Last Chance U all over again. Good deal. Yes, sir. What about you, Katie? Katie, same thing. You watching your baby? You got your little baby girl and your, and your son? Nope. Yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. Me watching shows right now is not even not even in the cards right now. Lucky to catch the game, huh? Lucky to catch the game. Man, let, let me tell you, thank, you know what, thank, thank God for my wife because she knows me. She, she allows me to watch football. And that's about it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I've been missing a lot of football. I watched the most Raiders I've ever watched last year because of you. Thank you, K Kmart, coming through on that on that pass. But yeah, man, um, for me, I, I've never been this active, and, and I've never been as active as a father in my life. Thank goodness, because I have my own company, I could do that. But um, coach soccer, coaching soccer, my daughter jujitsu. We, we talk about five days a week is soccer and jujitsu. And I'm like, man, where is there time for my business? <laughs> but I'm making the time. Business has been going very well. But yeah, man, I totally get it, guys. Being there for our kids, it, it makes it makes a huge deal. We have to remember everything we do is for them. Every every move we make, we have to think about how it benefits them first. So as all of us being um, girl dads as well, you know, um, it's it's a great feeling to 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 be a father, uh, a positive role model in these black children's lives. But anyways. Um, I appreciate y'all for coming on. Remember again, we have uh, K Mark Curtis Martin on um, 301, 310. My bad, 310 yes, podcast. Sir. Where 310. Yeah, definitely. The 310 podcast. You can find it on on every um, every po uh, podcast spectrum. Um, also, for my Eagles fans, I also have a separate one, the Eagles Zone podcast. Definitely look me up, hit me up, let me know what you think. Perfect. And then we got um, Anthony Cobbs, AC Sports Live, and the 1585 Show. Where, where can they find you, sir? Where can they find your stuff? And right now we're on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitter, and we are also on Twitch. So check me out. It's under Anthony Cobbs or AC Sports Live. 1585 Show is under its own name on Facebook Live, but on YouTube is under Anthony Cobbs. Check me out. I'm also on the Big Dog on Campus Show on the Sports Empire Network on Saturday mornings. I'm taking a little hiatus right now because the football season is too hard to get up early in the morning for an East Coast show on Saturday. <laughs> boy after you I be up six in the morning, man. Six and I got to break down. I got to break down film after that and go to and I got to go to film and weight room after that. So I'm like, man, I'm killing myself, man. So I'm taking a little break from my show. I've been doing my show maybe once a month until I get out of football season. It's, it's a little bit too much right now. I'm transitioning my position, that my, my um, occupation. And then for the fun, my AC Sports Live show, I just kind of do it when I can. But you can still check me out on, on Facebook and YouTube. So check me out. As I, I can catch the reruns, people. It's, it's a great it, show. It's all it there. Is. It's all there, man. Appreciate you. Good conversations. Good sports absolutely, conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, I appreciate you all for coming on. This was a mega show. Everybody's entertained. Y'all been listening to The Time Is Now. Have a great day, people. We do not own the rights to this music. Strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words, killing me softly.
Imagine living in a world where there's a government that believes that a woman showing her hair is immoral, but killing a woman over showing her hair is not immoral. You are living in that world because that's exactly what happened to Masa Amini, who was visiting the Iranian capital with her family before she was arrested by Iran's morality police for revealing too much of her hair beneath her hijab. While in custody, she was beaten so bad that she ended up in a coma before being pronounced dead. What Iran's government is implying is that a dress code is more valuable than the life of a woman. And the Iranian people are fed up. In fact, women all over Iran have taken to the streets to protest masses killing, risking their lives by bravely removing their hijabs. It has been reported that six have already been killed in these protests and dozens have been seriously injured. The courage and solidarity that these women in Iran are showing is beyond moving. But Instagram has now been blocked in Iran. So it's on us now to amplify their voices and raise awareness about the atrocities that are being faced by women in Iran. Everyone deserves the freedom to choose what to wear and what not to wear without fear of their life being in jeopardy. This is a movement that everyone who supports the fight for women's rights should be talking about and a catalyst for the liberation of women around the world. Please share this message if you can and let's be on the right side of history. Imagine Hmm. Get to a point where I, I ask myself, <clears throat> what's important? What's truly important? Um, what cycles through our news? What are we being fed? What information are they feeding to us? Like you have a nation, you have a situation when someone was visiting and, and Masa Amini, and just because her hair was sticking outside of her hijab or it was visible this was necessary what message are you sending with all the protests are happening now because people are fed up because of social media which is why they went ahead and banned instagram or whatever which is also like uh, uh, uh taking away freedoms as well and this is supposed to be something that's religious or something to me it's more cultural than actual religion where it's not even proven in the Quran um, depending on the way that you interpret it that this is actually law at least religion it could be law in the land because of whatever you want to go against perversions you're not allowed to wear you have to wear loose clothing to where you don't show off your figure you must cover yourself so you don't show off the, the beauty in your hair so that to stop ones from lusting over you when he came back into in, into common ways because uh, back in Egypt to combine the nations um, I believe young girls start wearing them from 7 to 12 depending on I guess how quickly they mature obviously this is not my my faith or religion but I do respect it but for, the, for this to be the penalty not only did they kill, kill this woman they killed several others since then who were protesting against it see um, people in this country they, in America will say like oh how bad they have it these things are going on around the world this women these women were killed because of not wearing a scarf around their heads let that sizzle in your spirit because they did not wear a scarf around their head There's even, they even say the Holy Quran does not mandate wearing of a hijab or headgear for Muslim women. 
whatever is stated in the above surahs we say is only directory because of absence of prescription of penalty or penance of not for not wearing hijab the linguistic structure of verses supports this view understand so pretty much what that saying is is that it's all about interpretation like we do that in Christianity all the time even though they say the hijab is mentioned seven times in the Quran there's not there's very little connections of women's dress code in that just moreover that is about the covering so what is this all about it goes to who's in authority and who's in power. It's all about control. It's all about control at the end of the day. And it's once again shaming or, or, or shaming someone because of how they're naturally built. It's like when you shame a woman for being raped. Oh, she shouldn't have dressed that way. She asked for it. Oh, she shouldn't have been at this party. She asked for it. Oh, she should have several of her friends around her because you know how these guys are but that's not you can't say like there's a movie out Dahmer about Jeffrey Dahmer over here who was targeting young black men of of homo, of, of uh, you know homosexual black men luring them drugging them up and then killing them chopping their body parts off and then eating their body parts is it their faults for believing and trusting this this white man? It's their fault because they happen to be gay. That's why they deserve to die. Like, listen to the, the rationale behind this. How about we thwart the evil of those who are being perverted? How about instead of saying this is good? Because I, I, I will tell you this. Truth be told that it's actually to a lot of men very sexy to see a woman who is pretty covered up where you can see very little leave a lot to what they call the imagination so does the hijab really change that i forgot the other scarf the other other cultures wear where they completely cover their face all you see is their eyes have you ever noticed how beautiful those women's eyes are and it's like dude when people were during the pandemic people were wearing masks and you see people walking around, you're like, dude, how many people got, I want to say catfish, but suckered in. They're thinking this person's gorgeous and beautiful. And they take that mask off. You're like, what the hell's going on under there? Where <laughs> do you have a dental plan? You have halitosis and nigger roses, all kinds of stuff going on in your mouth. The point is the way that our world has women on a lower level, when I believe women are created in God's image. They are the bringers of life. Didn't God create all? Without women, does this world continue to go? And it's not just women, it's the female species. And majority of different species, the females are the ones who bring on life. Life is developed inside of them. So shouldn't they be exalted? Is it because it goes back to primitive times? to where the men are built physically stronger and because we can physically dominate them and say, hey, because I can kill you with my bare hands easier than you can kill me, now I'm greater than you. It means I am meant to be exalted above you. How idiotic is that? Last time I checked, Napoleon Bonaparte was virtually a little person. Could he physically dominate any women 
and he'd physically dominate most men, but yet he was leading hundreds of thousands of men. Many of our leaders around the world are not the most physically gifted people. If that's the case, why is The Rock not the president of the United States? You, get, you see where I'm going with this? The idiocracies of it, because you can always justify why things are okay for you, but not okay for the others because it's on your viewpoint. The same way in this country right now, we could go back to sports. Why was Ime Adoka plastered everywhere in sports because of his scandal with a consensual relationship outside of his marriage? We don't even know their marriage dynamic. What if they? What if that's how they get down? We don't know. But yet, this man was blown up everywhere. You couldn't get away from it. It was on TMZ. It was on. It was on Dish Nation. It was on the Breakfast Club. Usually, sports matters don't make it that far. Yet and behold, someone who is highly more highly credited just the coach the one year coach from the Boston Celtics get more pub than the great Brett Favre who literally stole five million dollars from the poorest state in all of the United States which is allegedly the, 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 the best country in the world and he stole from these people to help his daughter have a new gymnasium for her volleyball team who even follows Ole Miss's volleyball team are they even top five ranked but regardless of that that did not make waves because you know why? Who controls the media? What image? What do they want to portray? If you do not own your own media, you cannot control the message. We talked about this before. So does that whole power dynamic. Once again, about the belittling of women. Brittany Griner has been in prison, still wrongfully detained for over 222 days. 222 since February 17th, right after Valentine's Day, she was locked up. And for what? And the charges are what? Drug smuggling? Who's going to smuggle 0.7 grams of oil hashish? That's for personal use. So imagine yourself, you had a little dime bag on you, something that you're going to roll up probably one blunt. And they locked you away for nine and a half years for that. Is that justice? You gotta know the rules of the land. Shut the hell up. This all goes to the same thing. Seven women plus killed because of what? Too much of her hair was being exposed. This should be taking over all the areas. This should be going viral on social media, but for what reason has it not? Because at the end of the day, many of you, especially the people in power, which are white men, or men in general, don't give a damn about women. Ever since I became a father to a young girl, I felt the need to speak up when there's injustices taken apart by our women. And the reason behind that, I was raised by women. I had two, I had three grandmothers. My mother, two older sisters and several cousins. And even that was not enough for me to truly see the value until I became a father and held that little girl in my arms for the first time. And my number one job is to protect that child, to protect that young woman. Because one day she would grow up and you want to do everything you can to prepare them for this harsh world that's not accepting them and doesn't value her to her true value that she is. It just doesn't. So I'm trying to do my part to try to help the generation. So probably, hopefully by the time she's of age, 
that the world will be a better place because of the things that I've said, because of the messages that I've shared. And maybe like Tupac said, I may spark the brain that can make change, maybe because I don't have the power to change it all on my own. Why don't, why don't all the men in this world? Because every man in this world was birthed by a woman, period. That is undeniable. Every single human being on this earth has a mother, whether they know that woman or not. Every single human being on this, on this earth has been raised by some shape, form, or fashion by at least one woman. That's a fact. And if that is the case, why can't we all truly see the value in them? Is it like myself I couldn't do until I had one? Do we all need to have daughters? And even still, what is it that makes you feel as if that you're just so much greater and better than them? When you learned your core values from them, Think about that. Just like the Christians and the Muslims say, you're not in this world. You may be in this world, but you're not of this world. If you're not of this world, you should not allow the ideals of this world pollute your mind to believe that you are greater than she. Because you're not. If anything, she is greater than thee. Until next time. You can win As long as you keep Your head to the sky Be optimistic mm -hmm. Well that's it this week guys Another great week Another great show Alright, alright, alright somebody Um, Man, thanks Shout out to my co-host who came in this week And rocked it out K-Mart K-Mar from the 310 Podcast came in the building and did his thing. And of course, AC, Anthony Cobbs came in from the AC Sports Live and did his thing as well. All right, all right, all right. The music choice this week was Killing Me Softly by the Fugees. Give that some spins, bring that one back, bring that one back to life. All right, remember, if you like the show, like it. And of course, share. And of course, of course, subscribe. Now it's time for our final word. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it will love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teachings, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. John 15, 18 through 22. Remember, spread love, share love, embrace love. For God is love. Until next time, peace.